Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? Good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning, good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you, we thank you. Hey y'all, good morning. I see y'all coming in. Thank you, thank you. Deshauna Austin, I appreciate the gift in you. So thank you for being a gift to me. Good morning. How y'all doing? Good morning. Hey, Instagram. Hey, YouTube. Hey, Facebook. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Nia Nicole, I need you to inbox me. Thank you. Good morning. I need you to inbox me, Nia Nicole. Can you inbox me some things that you're believing God for um, right now in this season? I was up praying for you and Kim Wynn. I know what she needs. I need to know what you need so I can stand in agreement and faith with you. So as soon as the devotional is over, if you'll inbox me, I'll appreciate that, please. I would love to be in agreement with you today. I would love to stand in faith with you today, woman of God. So if you'll do me that honor and privilege of um, sending me your prayer requests, I will align my faith with yours today and stand in the gap for you if you'll do that. Thank you. Good morning, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey. Good morning. Yeah. I'll stand it. Yeah. You are precious. When God starts putting people in my heart, I mean, we're all precious, but I know how precious he is to them. And he is significant and he is strategic. And so when he gives me names, then I know how precious or he's trying to do something significantly in that person's life. So if you do that, that will be... Uh, so just, I'm honored. That's all I'm going to say. I'm honored. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? See y'all logging on. For some of you who are first time visitors, I am Lakeisha M. Johnson, aka LMJ. Um, this is our daily devotional coffee and conversations with Lakeisha. And I did say our because um, it's our daily devotional. It's our time before God in which we just kind of lay it all before God and we spend time growing in the things of God. And I don't know about you, but I'm so grateful for this time. So if you've got all your good mornings out, we're going to pause and worship God. We're going to spend this minute, this time worshiping God. I'm so ready for the word today. I'm so ready for the word today. So we're just going to pause and give God some thanks. Uh, We're going to thank him. We're going to thank him. We're going to bless him. We're going to praise him. I have so much to be grateful for. I have so much to be grateful for. I have so much to be grateful for. Like I have so much. And every time I think about all that he's done for me and how he's kept me and how he's protected me, I can't help but tell him thank you. I can't help but praise his name. I can't help but glorify him. He's been so significant in my life. And I just want to take this time that we just begin to thank God. Father God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you that we are not leaning into our own understanding. We thank you, Father God, that we will not be wise in our own eyes, Lord God, but we will be wise in you. So we invite you in this morning. We enter into your gates with thanksgiving and we enter into your courts with praise, Lord God, because our desire is to sup with you, Lord God. Our desire is to hang out with you this morning, God. Our desire is to grow in the things of God. Our desire this morning, Lord God, is to be more intimate with you because you are our Father. 
You are our Father. You are our Father. You are our Father. You are our Father. And we just thank you. We thank you. We thank you for being a good, good Father. We thank you for being a good, good Father. We thank you for being a good, good Father. We thank you for how much you love us. We thank you, Father God, for your goodness, for your grace, for your mercy, for your love, for your peace for your protection, for your wisdom, for your knowledge, for your understanding, Father God. We just thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for Jesus, for we know your love was demonstrated most high through Jesus being on the cross. Father God, we thank you. We thank you. Thank you for every time he suffered. We thank you for every stripe. We thank you for every bruise. We thank you for the chastisement for our peace, Lord God, for it is because of him we can walk in the fullness of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Lord God, we receive your love today. We thank you for your love today. We thank you for your grace today. We thank you for your mercy today. We thank you for your glory today. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. We thank you. 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 You are such a sovereign God. Holy Spirit, pray through us today. Pray through us today. Thank you. You are such a sovereign God. We thank you. We glorify you. We magnify you. We lift up the name of God. We lift up the name. We lift up your name most high. We thank you. We thank you. We are grateful, Father God. I thank you. 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 Thank you, Lord God. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We glorify you, Lord God. We lift up holy hands, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We are anxious for absolutely nothing, Lord God, that we are laying our prayer requests before you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, all manner of requests, Lord God, because you are the God that answers us, Father God. So Lord God, please forgive us for any sin we've committed against you or anyone else, Lord God. Open up the chambers of our heart. Search every component. Father God, show us anything in our life that does not align with your word. Mm. We yield to you this morning, Holy Spirit. We yield to you. We yield to you. We yield to you. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We yield to you. We yield to you. We yield to you this morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you. You are comforter. You are advocator. You are teacher. You are the truth. My God, we yield to you in our finances. We yield to you in our relationships. We yield to you in our uncomfortable spaces. And we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for teaching us how to rightly divide the word of God. Lord God, we thank you for increasing our momentum. We thank you for increasing our momentum. We thank you for building us up. We thank you for sustaining us in your word. We thank you, Lord God, that we are like trees planted by the rivers of water, so we will not wither. We thank you, Lord God, we will wait upon the Lord. Because in our waiting, you are renewing our strength, Lord God, so that we will mount upon wings like eagles, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. We will not be wise in our own eyes. Lord God, we thank you, Father God. We will remain in Jesus, Lord God, so that he can remain in us, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that we trust you, Lord God. We trust you, Lord God. We trust you with our finances. We trust you with our children. We trust you with our day. We trust you with our schedule. We trust you with our marriages, Lord God. We trust you with our upcoming marriages, Lord God. We will not anticipate the things of God, Lord God. We thank you for great is your faithfulness, Father God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord God. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We thank you for it, Father God, for your peace, the peace that passes all understanding. We thank you for your oil right now, Lord God. We thank you for the oil. We thank you for your joy. We thank you, Father God, for the anointing, for it is the anointing that destroys the yoke. Make us oily this morning, Lord God. Make us oily. Lather us up in your presence, Lord God. My God, we thank you. We thank you, Father God, for giving us joy for mourning and 
oil for gladness, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord God, and we thank you. We will not prostitute our peace. We will not. We will not prostitute our peace. We will not compromise ourselves for peace, for what we think is peace. We will not prostitute our peace. We will not lean into our own understanding. We will not be attached to things just because hell is raising up around us. We will not give over into things just so we can have peace. So open the eyes of our understanding, Lord God. God give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in areas in which we've been compromising and prostituting our peace in Jesus name. Amen. I heard that. I, I heard that. I know that I hear God um, make a decision this morning. I say, I will not prostitute my peace. And I know that's strong language. I know that is um, sometimes it's hard to hear language like that, but sometimes we have to be, speak boldly because things will come into our presence and things will try to connect to us to try to get us to prostitute our peace. And what I mean by prostituting our peace is we'll compromise ourselves or we'll compromise things when the Lord has specifically said particular things to us, we will compromise things so that we can have peace. And so somebody is persistent or annoying us or bothering us or uh, doing different things to us, then what we turn around and do is we'll prostitute our peace, we'll compromise our, pe our peace, we'll compromise it instead of letting the peace that passes all understanding flood us, we'll compromise ourselves for peace, right? No, the word is the standard. We're not going to compromise us for peace. We're not going to compromise ourselves for peace. We're not going to prostitute our peace. We're not going to prostitute for peace. We're not going to sell ourselves out so that we can experience peace or so that someone can stop harassing us or whatever else. Mm -mm. We're going to stand, st stand firm in the word. Like, no, I'm not getting ready to compromise for peace just so you can leave me alone. The devil is antagonistic. Um, and he, he likes to be antagonistic and the right now I'll say it. Like I said it, <laughs> say it, like I said it, I'm not going to prostitute my peace today. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sell out my peace today so that someone else can leave me alone. I'm going to take authority in the word. I'm going to take authority in the word. I'm going to take authority in the word. I'm going to mature myself in the things of God and I'm going to take authority in the word. I'm not going to prostitute for peace today. I'm not going to give over to diverse temptations and other things just so I can feel a peace. And we will do that often, right? We'll do that often um, and compromise ourselves so that a situation goes away. And God doesn't ever want us to do that. He wants us to stand, stay steadfast and stay, stand, stand firm in the word, <laughs> like that you stand firm in the word and be consistent in the word. Like, absolutely not. I'm not getting ready to do that. I'm not getting ready to give over myself to a circumstance or a situation because I think peace is going to come as a result of it. Peace is not going to come as a result of it. The only thing that's going to come as a result of it is more calamity. There is a way that seems right to a man. There is a way that seems right to a man and it's not right. It's not wise, right? It's not mature, right? I'm not going to give myself over into a situation just to feel okay about a circumstance or a situation. I'm not going to do things your way because it, it would let you leave me alone. No, I'm going to steadfast in the truth because come on, Holy Spirit, because the devil will become annoying and he will send certain things to annoy you. And it's because he wants you to give over in peace. He wants you to not trust the God. He wants you to lean into your own understanding. And so we'll give into a circumstance or or we'll give into a situation or we'll give over to a person that we don't have any business give, giving over to because, and we don't even realize like it's a form of prostitution. Like I'm compromising myself. You're I'm paying you right? Like for peace, I'm paying you, but I'm paying you in a wrong way instead of letting the word be the standard. And so you got to pray in boldness and you got to understand when I heard that I'm like prostitute. Yeah. 
Think about what prostitution is paying for a service, paying for something, but paying for it in the wrong way in which it leaves us compromised. The devil is crafty and he will have us set up doing things in ways that have nothing to do with the things of God. But because we've been in turmoil for so long or because we want peace, we'll compromise ourselves just to get that peace. And it has nothing to do with the will of God for our lives. And, and it's easy when it's especially people that we love. So don't, don't do it today. We're not going to do it. We're not going to, we're not going to sell out. If it's not in the word, the, if it's not in the word, if it cannot align with the word, if God cannot be breathed on the situation, then we're not going to deal with the situation. And I know that's strong language, but sometimes God will send something or give us a word that jolts us or shocks us to be. And then we'll be sitting around going, have I been prostituting? <laughs> like, where have I been prostituting for peace? Like, where have I been compromising myself just to have peace? A perfect example is say that the Lord has set a standard for your house where your kids are concerned, right? And the Lord has said to you um, where your kids are concerned, no, your kids cannot listen to this type of music, right? You, I don't want your kids listening to this type of music, but they keep worrying you and they keep consuming you and they keep talking about da 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 well for peace you go ahead and you let them and you allow them to it you go ahead and buy into it and you give over to that just because you want them to stop getting on your nerves you've just compromised yourself for this situation so don't don't do it stand stand firm in what god has told you stand firm in the word it does not matter whether or not they like it it does not matter whether they agree with it or not if it does not line up with the word of god if it is not the wisdom for our house if it is not growing us in the things of god then guess what we're not going to compromise ourselves we're not going to prostitute ourselves just for the sake of peace i'm not getting ready to sell you something just to get something or i'm not going to buy into it right just so that I can have that. that That's strong. That's strong. I'm sitting here going like, Lord, show me any areas in my life in which I've compromised myself or prostituted myself just to have peace. I don't want to sell myself just for peace. I want to, I don't want to sell my beliefs. I don't want to sell what you've told me to be the standard just for me to have peace or for the sake of someone being okay for me. I'm not, I'm not interested in that at all. So Lord, open up the eyes, my eyes in any areas in which I'm compromised just to have peace, right? Just to have peace. I don't, I don't want to be in that way. That's strong. That's strong. So we've been talking about praying. We've been talking now. Y'all funny. Y'all funny. Y'all funny. That's all I'm going to say is y'all funny. Um, the word is meant to make us uncomfortable. So we've been talking about, we started talking about praying the word of God. And today I want to talk to you about praying unity. I want to talk to you about praying unity. Um, we are praying what to pray when we are praying the word of God, we are praying the spiritual, right? We can pray about natural things. I'm not saying it's not important for you to pray about money, food, clothes, all of those things you can, but the word has been clear to tell us he already knows what we stand in need of. That's not unusual. He knows what we stand in need of. So we need to remember that we are praying the spiritual because Ephesians 6 and 12 reminds us we do not rest against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers, right? We are and against over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places, right? I thank you, Tamika. I know it was. I know it was for me too. I know it was. Anytime the enemy, I mean, the Lord brings something up in prayer. I know. So thank you for acknowledging that. Um, so we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So we, those are the things that we're wrestling. And so it's so important that we pray uh, the word of God. And today I want to talk to you about praying the word of God in unity. I want to talk to you about praying the word of God in unity, how important it is for you to pray the word of God in unity so that you are not de denying what unity does in your life. The enemy, oh, I got to pray something over us. Thank you, Lord God. The enemy loves for us not to be in unity. He loves for us to be in strife. He um, loves for us 
um, to not be able to walk in the wisdom we need. He has been very divisive uh, from the beginning, putting devices, causing disruption in relationships. And a lot of reason this happens is because we are not mature enough. And so I need to pray the word over us for maturity today so that when we receive this today, that we will stand mature. I have a couple of scriptures. I'm going to pray for maturity today that I'm getting ready to release over us. Uh, for us to be mature in the things of God. A lot of times we will think we're operating in maturity, but we're operating in our own wisdom. We're operating in our own understanding. And because we're not mature enough to take the word like medicine, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you from my own experiences, because we're not true and mature enough to take that word like medicine. Sometimes that word don't take good. My grandmother used to taste good. My grandmother used to make a concoction for us. Right. And I, it was brown and it was clumpy and it was on top of the refrigerator and it was in a jar and it was strange and it did not look right. And I did not understand what it was. Right. I did not know what this was that he was giving, like he was giving, she was giving us, right? And she told you, don't ask no questions, right? And so then she would give, she would give it to us. Like I remember one time I was feeling so bad and she came, she said, girl, you got fever. And she made me drink a, a cup of black coffee straight, and I was like, this is so nasty. And she was like, but it's going to break your fever. So she gives me the black coffee and then she pulls this jar down and she dips the spoon in the jar and she's like, take it. And I'm like, just eat it. And she's like, yeah. And so she pushes this spoon in my mouth and I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is she just gave me. I don't understand it all. She ain't told me all was in it. And I swallow, and she's like, swallow it, right? And I swallow it and I lay down on the couch. I begin to sweat perfurously, like I'm sweating like crazy. But whatever was going on in my body, I'm telling you, when, by the time I woke up that morning, it was broke. By the time I woke up that morning, it was over with. By the time I woke up this morning. And so sometimes we have to take the word like medicine. And it is hard for us to take the word like medicine because as we are praying the word of God and we are opening our hearts to God, it's hard to see. Oh my gosh, I'm not as mature as I thought I was in this area, or I'm not where I need to be in this area. I've not grown up in the things of God. Like I need to grow up in the things of God in this area. And, and <laughs> I would have passed that one boy. And, <laughs> and so that's so funny, Nene, Nene, Nisi. But, and so I'm like, that's what the word is like. It's like, God is like, take this spoonful of medicine right now. Let me open up the chambers of my heart. Let me show you the areas that you're not mature enough. The sad part is, uh, because we like comfort. Most of us don't like to go to this depth in God because we like comfort. So I'm going to pray the word of God that we become mature in the things of Christ. So as that I'm revealing to you this morning, and as the Holy Spirit is revealing and using me to reveal to you this morning, how important unity is. So Colossians 4, 2, 4 and 12, um, Lakeisha, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus greets you, right? She is always struggling on your behalf in your in prayers that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. This morning, I'm praying that you are fully assured in, in the will of God, Ephesians 4, 14 and 15, that we be no more children tossed and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men, cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive that we be no more, that we're no longer tossed to and fro, right? We don't need to be tossed to and fro. Ephesians, Ephesians 5, 12 and 13, that for when the time comes that we're teachers, that we have need that one teach you again, right? That we're teaching the first principles of the oracles of God. And you are become, you are become such have need of milk and not of strong meat, right? 
that you're getting everything that you need out of the word of God. First Corinthians 13 and 11 says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, understood as a child. I thought as a child, but when I man, when I became a man, I put away childish things. My, my prayer for us today is that we put away everything childish today, that today we're putting away childish things. Ephesians 4 and 13 till we all come in unit in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we become and that we be okay. Right. And that we understand that tribulation and all of these things that are happening in our life are happening for a reason. And so we don't back down from the things of God or back away from the things of God. So I'm just praying that maturity settle in because when maturity settles in, right then I don't act wise in my own eyes. The only reason that we don't act wise in our own eyes is because Corinthians tells us we see through a glass darkly. Well, when you see through a glass darkly, you may not see some things that need to be revealed to you in the Holy Spirit, but may need to be revealed to you also through someone else. So I'm telling you, you need someone to pray the word for you and with you. You need someone that's going to pray with you in unity. You need someone that's going to pray for the gifts in you to be woken up. You need someone that you can pray in your finances together. Answered prayer is one of the greatest testimonies, right? Together. I enjoy like, like, and I got a confession that I'm going to give you scriptures to back up that I'm going to pray at the end of this, but we need someone to be in unity with us. And if you don't have anyone that's in unity with you, that is why y'all stay focused. That is why the enemy loves for you to be offended. That's why the enemy loves for you to be distracted. That's why the enemy loves for you to be consumed. That's why the enemy loves for you to be overwhelmed. That he loves for you to for you to back off from certain relationships that he's told you to be connected to, ministries he's told you to position yourself to, people that he's told you to submit yourself to. The enemy loves loves for you to get that way so that you will not walk into the power of agreement. He knows a unified front. He knows a unified front will change absolutely everything. <laughs> everything. He knows a unified front will change everything. He knows what unified worship will do. He knows what corporate a corporate anointing will do. He knows anytime people are focused on the word of God, it'll transform. And so we get so easily distracted. We get so easily discouraged. We get so easily consumed. We're not uh, in unity. And so you need unity. You need somebody to pray with you. You need somebody to be connected to you. You need somebody that can pray for you. Um, I'm going to give an example of some my own personal relationships. That's why I say to y'all all the time, send us y'all prayer requests. If we got a hundred people online in the morning, you telling me out of a hundred people online, we only, only two people need prayers. Only three people need wisdom. Only one person has something they need. I need God daily. And so unity, I'm going to show you how unity has changed my life. Let me, let me go to chapter Genesis 11 and talk about the tower of Babel. It says at one time, all the people of the word world spoke the same language and used the same words as the people migrated to the East. They found a plain in the land of Babylonia and settled there. They began saying to each other, let's make bricks and harden them with fire. In this region, bricks were used instead of st stone and tar was used for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. But the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower the people were building. Look, he said, the people are united. Look, he said, the people are united. Look, he said, the people are united. Look, he said, the people are united, right? 
<laughs> look, he said, the people are united. I, I'm just saying, he said, and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Come, let's go down and confuse the people with different languages. And the reason the Lord was confusing them because what they were setting out to do was evil. They were not setting out to do good. They were setting out to do evil. Right. And he said, and so this is why the city is called Babel, because that is where the Lord confused the people with different languages in this way. He scattered them all, all over the world. But look, he said, they are unified. Look, he said, they are unified. So why is it that there is always strife amongst Christian believers and in the body of Christ is because the devil knows without a doubt, if we ever make a decision to become a unified front, if we ever make a decision to focus on the word, if we ever make a decision to pray the word in agreement, if we will ever humble ourselves and pray, he will heal our land. He will heal our relationships. He will heal our marriages. He will heal our schools. If we will humble ourselves and pray, if we will think that we don't know more than God, if we will humble, if we will really walk in true humility, if we will really focus on the things of God, if we will not be distracted by little nuances, right? If we will put away the childish things, if we will mature ourselves in the things of God, right? If I, if we will allow him to perfect our faith in the word, but it will change absolutely everything. It will bring us to a level of maturity. Paul talks about this in Philippians, um, John 14, I think it's the 26th, the 27th verse in there. It says, if you'll not get caught up in all this dumbness, if you'll not get caught up in this, I'll do something. If I humble myself and pray instead of trying to fight this in my own strength, then they can come in and heal the land. They were getting ready to do evil, but because they were unified, it was getting ready to change everything. And so the Lord doesn't want us in unity. The enemy loves to bring offense. Um, it is difficult. I'm just being honest. It is difficult sometimes for us to be in relationship with strong believers because our flesh does not want us to be in those type of relationships. They, because he knows if we get unified, it'll change the world. That's why denominations argue. That's why churches argue. That's why there has always been strife amongst women. Yeah, I said it. That's why there has always been strife, contentions, lewdness, and crudeness amongst women. Because the enemy knows the force behind the woman in her house, in her children. He knows that if she will not humble herself and pray, he knows if she um, is exalts herself before God, if she thinks she's God, I'm just being honest. If she thinks she's God in the lives of her husband, in the lives of her children, if she tries to act like God, if she tries to be God, if she tries to take on the nature of God and she's ex exalted herself before God and she will not humble herself and pray, then if I can constantly keep her in strife, if I can constantly keep her in insecurity, if I can constantly keep her in issues, if I can constantly keep her in problems, then she won't be the force that she needs to be for her household. She won't be the force that it is more strife and mess and garbage that occurs between women than it does anybody else. It just doesn't make sense. But because our eyes of our understanding are open to it, we won't see where we're compromised in this area. And if we will ever position ourselves in prayer and humility and know that we are not battling with each other and know that we are not consumed we, we don't, we're not in competition with each other. The unified front will change everything that we are connected to, right? Everything we're connected to. It, it gets so crazy, but the, it, but the enemy desires for us to be easily offended. Um, we think things towards people that the Lord, that 
they not, may not even been think, be thinking themselves. And we don't realize the divisiveness behind it and how the enemy is getting in to keep us from a unified front. If I am with in partnership with you and you got an issue, then guess what? Your issue is my issue. Jonathan told David, come on now. Your people are my people. Your problems are my problems. That's why the relationship between Jonathan and David was so powerful. That's why the relationship between Jonathan and David is so powerful. And so we've got to mature in the things of God so we can begin to pray in unity. I like to give practical examples. So I need to share some personal things with you to help you with this because I think it just finds the glue. When I started this ministry, I had a very difficult time with women. I thought I was, the, I thought women were the problem and not me. I'm just going to be honest. I, I thought women were the problem. I never thought I was the problem. I thought everything that I did was right. I thought women could just not digest me. I thought women were, oh, they just can't, I, I'm real and they can't handle my realness. I thought everybody else was the problem, but me. And it was not until one day I was having a conversation with my husband. I was just and he said to me, I need to say something to you. He said, I'm not your, I'm not your, I'm not your best friend. Like you need, you need some girlfriends. And I was like, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't have any good friends. And he said, that's because you don't know how to be a good friend. You don't know how to be a good friend. And so I realized a common denominator in a lot of my relationships was me. It was me. It was me. I was hard. I was callous. I was loose with my tongue. So I began to pray for God to cultivate godly relationships. And I'm so glad I did. Had I not been praying for God to deal with my trust issues, my own insecurities with women, my own problem with, with women, with women, you guys would not be experiencing the ministry you're experiencing today. I'm just going to be honest. You would not, but he began to open my eyes to my understanding to see I was in my own way. He began to, and had I not had these things in the position, because when my husband would go transition to be with the Lord, I was connected to some praying women. That's the other thing. And I'm not talking about, so we've got to learn how to pray. Um, the enemy wants us to be in a position. This is not just for women. This is for in your household, for your marriage as well. Right. And so all this chaff was in me and I wasn't yielding to the Holy spirit to let the chaff be burned up in me. And so I thought because my little humble self and because I was such a giver and because I was going to church, I'm just being honest. I thought my little humble self was okay. And I wasn't okay. So let's fast forward to one of the most significant relationships that I have in my life today. I have a friend that is beyond a friend that is beyond a friend that is beyond a friend. But the thing that unites us is the relationship that we have in God and the relationship that we have in prayer. And we have just positioned ourselves to grow together and to raise our families together in the things of God, right? In the things of God. And so, and I'm talking about Jess. <laughs> um, and so when LMJ Ministries was built, right? Jess and Lakeisha, Jess is the next in command. Jess is the next in command. If something happened to me today, LMJ Ministries would still run. I'm building a succession plan. Jess is the next in command. Jess is not my help. Jess is the next in command. Command. I, we David and Jonathan, right? We David and Jonathan. We David we David and Jonathan, we thick and thick, we through and through. But the reason that this relationship developed the way that this relationship was developed was because we submitted this relationship to God with God. And over the last couple of years, God began to grow us up together in the things of Christ, right? But there are some things that we have to do, had to do. And I'm going to give you some scripture in a second to back this all up. We had to submit ourselves to Christ. We had to submit the relationship to Christ. We had to make a decision that God would be the center of the relationship. We had to give each, uh, I don't know who this is for, but this is yours today. We had to give each other permission. We gave each other permission to check each other. Like we gave each other permission to check each other and we gave each other permission to check each other. And sometimes it ain't like sugar. 
And sometimes it ain't like honey, but we gave our, each other the permission to sharpen iron. We gave each other, we laid down and said, look, I don't want to be this way anymore. Just, I don't want to be this way this more. I don't want to be this way. And I, and because we gave each other permission, it's opened up the doors for us to grow up together in Christ, which is what God wants. It's unity. It is not anything that she and I don't put prayer on that we haven't seen manifest. It's not nothing that she and I don't put prayer on that we have not seen manifest. And, and if it didn't come quickly, right? It came eventually as long as we stayed in faith, but it's because the relationship is built on the word. Nine times out of 10, we talking about word. She shares with me, I share with her. Her people are my people. I, they, I have total access. Just has total access to my life. I am not married. Just has access to all of my checking accounts. She can get into any of my accounts. Um, she can have, she has a key. She has access to come in and out my house. She has access to my children. Um, and it's because I trust the God in her, but the significant thing about it was a prophet in our house, right? We were in, I will never forget this. We were in Wednesday Bible study and he talked about the power of agreement with couples. And he said, if you don't have a spouse, you better find you somebody else to get an agreement with. We cut covenant that day and made a decision that we were going to grow together in Christ, like that we were going to pursue God with all our heart. It ain't always been easy. It ain't always comfortable, but this particular relationship has changed my life. Now I have other relationships that are developing as well, but our relationship is developing as an accelerated rate because God sits in the center and we know the significance and we know the importance of the relationship. And we know that this relationship, relationship is for God to get the glory. It's not for dishonest gain. It's not for one of us to lord over each other. It's for us to yield to each other. And I'm the bigger sister. And, and sometimes she yields to me as the bigger sister. She's like, I'm taking your wisdom on this with her kids. I I'm involved, even her husband, my nieces and nephews, cause that is my sister. My nieces and nephews, even her husband, when one of my nieces was having a problem, he called me and said, get your knees. Because we are covenant, we are in a covenant relationship. You got to get in a position to have relationships in which you can pray in unity. And these are also the relationships that are going to check you and say to you, you cannot do this. This is not cool. And so because we created this atmosphere, this place of transmary, but the biggest thing is we had to give each other permission to go there. We had to give each other permission and we had to pray over the relationship. We had to cultivate the relationship and what we real, we studied the word together. We studied the word together. We confessed the word together because we begin to do that. We begin to realize the power of what was happening in our relationship. But can I tell you something significant to this? Jess and I are so different. <laughs> Jess and I are so different. We are not just alike. As a matter of fact, we are so different. Like we are so different. And because the unity of God is in us, it's grown us up. It's grown us up. It's matured us. I trust her with my life. I trust her with her finances. I have had a check, her pick up a check before, send her my account information, say, hey, can you deposit? I don't care that she knows how much money is my account. I have nothing to hide from her because I know the significance of this relationship. She can pick me up. She can feel me in the spirit. She knows what the vision is. She's praying the vision with me because we are in partnership. We David and Jonathan, <laughs> your people are my people. And so I'm just telling you the significance of relationships like that. If you do not have these types of relationships today, we're going to release a prayer so that you can have these. You, you need to be tired of wrong relationships because the relationships in Christ Jesus it's going to change your life. I had all kinds of trust issues, but can I tell you why I had trust issues? The reason that I had trust issues was because I was operating in a lot of the things that I, I didn't trust people with. I, I need to sip my coffee. Hold on. 
I was. I was operating in a lot of the things that I didn't trust people with. I wasn't dealing with myself. And so it's put us into a different place where there is nothing we cannot pray together. I trust her with my life. I trust her with my kids. If something happens to me, I know who I want to raise my kids. I trust her with everything. And the reason that I can trust her with this is because I trust the God in her. I don't trust her as a person. She'll fail me. She was clicking on me the other day. <laughs> she was clicking on me the other day. She was clicking on me Sunday. Like she was clicking on me and I was just looking at her and I said, get over yourself. Like she's clicking on me Sunday. I look at her husband and say, you need to get your wife. Like she was clicking on me Sunday and I'm looking at her and I'm like, get your little emotional self out of here. And I go on and we go on. And as she's clicking on me, we probably sharing some candy. We walk into the car. We talking about what we going to eat for dinner. But she's clicking on me the entire time. So it's not a perfect relationship, but it's a relationship. Yes, she, yes, just trying to choose clicking on me. It's a relationship. And I trust the God in her. She has so much God in her that I trust the God in her. And she trusts the God in me. And it has revolutionized our life. And so if we're going to pray the word, today's nugget for you is you got to ask some prayer partners. My next story, this ain't even my story. So Miss Sandra Eiler, I hope I have permission to tell your story. I'm not going to tell it all. I'm going to sum up. Nisi, thank you. Uh, I'm going to summarize this in some part. Miss Sandra Eiler was looking for some relationships. She needed to be connected in a season in her life to some women of God. And this is why I love the uniqueness of this story. She began to pray and ask God to position her with godly women and godly women, men. And I'm just letting you know, Miss Sandra Eiler is white. <laughs> That's why this is so important. She is white. She is a white woman. This is why this is so important. God began to connect her. She began to pray. She wound up taking a trip somewhere on a bus with some women, right? Which were majority of African American black women, right? But how about this powerful, my God, group that is changing Magnolia, right? With this white lady and all of these sisters, <laughs> come on now, and all of these sisters, come on, she's so funny talking about I'm very white. I mean, you gotta see her, you gotta know her, you gotta meet her, she is very white. With all of these sisters have one of the most powerful, impacting prayer groups coming out of Arkansas. And I'm speaking that by faith. They didn't let color stand in the way. They didn't let uh, socioeconomic status stand in the way. They didn't let anything else stand in the way. And the reason they didn't let anyone else stand in the way was because they knew that God was creating something in them that would change lives. The enemy don't want you to have no praying. You need women of God. You need men of God. Well, I, what about the relationships that I have that I'm supposed to mentor and lead? You better pray about those relationships, especially in this season. When you are trying to build faith, when you're trying to grow real big, when you're trying to do something out the box and unusual, you need other people around you that can pray the word, that can act like that. The enemy does not want you in those kind of relationships. He wants you to feel insecure. He wants you to feel insignificant. That is why ladies Bible study has been so important. It's not just about the word of God. We build in relationships. We build in businesses. It's deeper than what you'll see. But because we do business as usual, we miss what God is trying to significantly do. Thing I owe God. I mean, I don't owe just my life, but I owe just my life. There has been times I'm just going to be for real. There's gonna, there's been times where I've been in some dark places and I have called Jess and I have said to her, or she has been in my house and I have said to her, just pray the word of God over me. And she will open up her Bible or she will take out her phone and she will begin to pray the word of God when I cannot pray it for myself. When I cannot pray it for myself. Let me share this last thing with you. December 
for the last five years has always been a very dark place in our life. I'm just telling you, um, it, it didn't happen until after my husband died. My birthday is in December. I have two grandsons in December. Judah is in December. Christmas is in December. But we could never be happy during this time. I don't know why. I think it was because my husband was so big in Christmas. Um, he was so huge about our birthdays. Like he made a, I'm not big. I don't make a big deal about myself, but he would take my birthdays and just turn them into something magnificent. And it wouldn't be a whole lot of stuff. And so every time December hit, depression would come in. I'm just telling you every time December hit, I would be depressed and Judah would be sick. Judah has been for the last five years sick up until his birthday. His birthday is in a few days. He would be sick. We would both be depressed and sick. The house would be, I saw it coming in the other day. I saw it coming into the other day and more so just saw it. I said to her, I casually mentioned to her, this is why you need somebody who understands spiritual things. I casually said to her, I said, every birthday Judah has been sick. So a little bit later, she was like, it's, a, it's interesting to me to see that every birthday Judah has been sick. And when she said it, something shot off in me. And I was like, oh my God, this is a cycle. The enemy has been coming in like a flood and we haven't even noticed it because it was our norm. She said, I said, that is. And we both begin to declare it stops here. We're breaking this cycle. This is the first December that I have not been depressed. I'm talking about like, it's not looming. It's not in my house. It's not in Judah. We took authority of that thing on Saturday. We took authority over that thing on Saturday. We both stood in agreement and said, this will not be our story. This is not going to be your story. This is going to be your best December. I didn't even celebrate my 45th birthday last year because I was depressed <laughs> because I was depressed. Like I was depressed. I didn't realize it until January, but we both took authority. She recognized it. Why? Because she was yielded to the spirit. You gotta have some faith filled praying for She was able to say to me, but I've also given her permission in my life to pick, to notice and to tell me this ain't right and not take haughtiness and offense. When she's showing me something that doesn't align with the word of God. This is my first December in five years that I have not been depressed. I didn't even put a Christmas tree up last year. And my poor Josiah, who just has suffered with us through this, who loves Christmas, who's like his dad. I, we put the tree up October the 26th so that he could experience Christmas the way that he loves Christmas but he, because she's my friend nay she was able to watch my behaviors and patterns and call it out in me so that I wouldn't continue into a cycle of depression and so now December I'm like oh my gosh this is gonna be the best December ever I'm so full of strength and she's prayed over me and she stayed and continued so you need to pray in unity you don't just need to pray you got to pray the word of God in unity and you got to break, break the cycles of relationships that are in your life that do not align with the word of God. If you have relationships and they don't align with the word of God, you need to ask God to remove you from those relationships. Especially, I'm in a season of big faith. God about to drop some big things. I, I know where I am. And sometimes I make little posts and people think that I'm not in faith. Listen to what I'm saying to you. I'm in big faith. I live in faith. I am faith without walls. I don't, I live off faith. I live off seeing, right? I'm not, I'm like, no, 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 no. That's what I'm telling you, Miss Jeanette. That's why I'm sharing today. I think that's why the Lord has shared. That has been my story every year, right? So we have had to lay to pray the word, pray in unity, to lay each other's feet, to come out of pride, to make a decision. We don't have all the answers to seek the Holy Spirit, but we also don't allow gossip to be, be between us. When we get into something like somebody was getting on my nerves the other day and I was like, she getting on my, and people do get on my nerves. I just don't let them get on my nerves. Well, somebody was getting on my nerves and I was like, this is really getting on my nerves. And she was like, mm-mm. We're going to pray the word, right? Or she'll call me and say, so, and I'll say, mm-mm, won't pray the word. And we don't have time for gossip and all that other mess, right? And we silly. We do some silly stuff. We get in church all the time for being silly. 
but we catch each other quickly because we know we're manifesting in faith and we're manifesting our destiny. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have room for other relationships. That doesn't mean we don't. We have room for other healthy relationships. We just ain't finna let nothing else be tied to us. <laughs> we ain't finna let nothing else be tied to us. That's not healthy. That's not prayerful. That's not in Christ. That's not the word of God. She and I are very, very focused. Everybody else attaching to me is very, very focused. Everybody else attaching to the vision. And it's okay for you to be in a place. We've been addicted to drama for so long that we've let it go on. So let me give you some scriptures to back this up. We're going to do this confession. We're going to pray over your relationships. We're going to pray for some of y'all to become strong, to be in good, strong, godly relationships and not to be afraid of those relationships, to be vulnerable, to be open, to be transparent in those relationships, to stop lying in those relationships, but also to disconnect from relationships that don't help help you. Matthew 18 and 19 says, again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. That's why you need a prayer partner. Romans 15, 30 says, I appeal to you brothers by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the spirit to strive together with me in your prayers to God on my behalf. Come on now. I appeal to you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ. I need us to strive together on your behalf. When Jesus has spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that the son may glorify you since you have given him the authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given. And this is the eternal life that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished this work. And he goes on and on in Jesus name and where two or more in agreement. Hebrews 7 and 25, consequently, he is able to save the uttermost, those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for him. If you will put yourself in the position, Acts 12 and 5, so Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. That's why the enemy has fought you on having healthy relationships. That's why he wants you to be isolated. That's why he wants you to mistrust. The relationship that I just explained to you between Jess and I is because we are submitted to the word, because we guard and protect the relationship with absolutely everything in us, because we let the word of God lead us and we let the word of God strengthen us and we stand steadfast according to the faith. And we have learned to pray the word and to get in place. And it is revolutionary. There is nothing. And we know that we, we firm in it. There is nothing that she and I can't pray. That's not going to manifest. It's not, it's not, not happening. Every, we, that, and so right now, God has pushed us out of our comfort zone. We praying real big. When we shut the devotional down, Jess and I are linked up. You know what we doing? We pray in the word. Yesterday we prayed for the government. You know what we getting ready to pray for today? We're going to pray for marriages. That's why I'm saying to you, without a doubt, I would love your prayers. If you give me your prayers, if you send me your prayers, I promise I'll pray for you because I understand what the power of agreement will do in your life. The enemy does not want you in healthy relationships. He does not. He does not want you in healthy relationships. He wants you in unhealthy relationships that keep you in the same position. He wants you in unhealthy relationships that keep you in the same position. He don't want you in a relationship with somebody going to tell you, girl, your slip is showing. He don't want you connected to nobody that's going to open the eyes of your understanding or pray for your eyes to be open. He wants you in relationships with people who going to complain. He wants you in a relationship with people that's going to draw you to your carnal self. He wants you still connected to people who wants to keep you where you used to be. He wants you in relationships connecting to people who are going to keep you digressing. Those are the kind of relationships that the enemy wants you connected in because he knows if you get connected to any other kind of relationship that the power of agreement that you have is going to change your life. So let's pray this confession today. Um, I want to confess this overview for relationships. I'm going to give you some scriptures. I'm going to post this on the wall because I can't give you all the scriptures, right? Um, I think I got this off KM's, KCM's website, but I want to do that. I want to give you this. It says, I enjoy sharing random acts of kindness. When I see people in need, I feel compassion towards them. I'm not rude, proud, self-seeking, or unforgiving. When people hurt me, I am quick to forgive them. I walk in unity with those who are family, friends, and co-workers. I have good relationships with others because of my love for them. I put others' needs before my own. My heart is gentle and I'm patient with others as I lift them up in times of need. Because of my love for others and God, 
God's love for me, I excel in the grace of giving. Scripture reference, John 15, 12, Matthew 6, 14, 1 Corinthians 13, Psalms 133, 1, Romans 12 and 10, Ephesians 4 and 2, Hebrews 10, 24, 1 Peter 3 and 8, and 2 Corinthians 8 and 7. So let me show you something. Yesterday, when I got off the devotional, I was praying for some people who had asked me to pray for them. I was praying the word over them. And God brought me to this psalm, Psalms 101. I will sing of your love and justice, Lord. I will praise you with songs. I will be careful to live a blameless life. When will you come to help me? I will lead a life of integrity in my own home. I will refuse to look at anything vile and vulgar. I hate all who deal crookedly. I will have nothing to deal with them. I will reject perverse ideas and stay away from every evil. I will not tolerate people who slander their neighbors. I will not endure conceit and pride. I will search for faithful people to be my companion. Only those who are above approach will be allowed to serve me. I will not allow deceivers to serve in my house and liars and liars will not come on now. Remember we talked about prostitute peace and liars, right? I will not allow deceivers to serve in my house and liars will not stay in my presence. My daily task will be to ferret out the wicked and free the city of the Lord from their grip. We cannot continue to stay in relationships in which are not pleasing to God. It is disrupting the unity of who and what we are. It is keeping us. Can I tell you something? If you got somebody on your team that does not know how to pray and be in agreement with you, they are hindering your prayers from being answered. They are a block. If you got somebody on your team, if you got somebody on your team that does not have the faith that you have there, but I don't care if it's your husband, you may have to get, I'm not telling you to be against your spouse. I'm saying you may have to get somebody else on the outside to be in agreement and to be in prayer with you so that you can walk in the fullness of what God is saying. If they ain't got faith for it, put yourself in the corner and begin to pray. God open their eyes, but you keep faith forward. <laughs> you keep faith forward. So I'm just believing God today. That in the name of Jesus, you are coming out of every unhealthy, every ungodly relationship, any relationship that you are tied to that does not line up with the word of God, that the cords are being severed now in the name of Jesus, that power and strength is coming into you, that you are coming into unity, unified relationships, relationships that can usher you into the presence of God, relationships that can lead you closer to God. If there is any relationship in your life that is not leading you to God, I am declaring today out my mouth that it be disrupted, that it end abruptly, that you not have any retribution behind it, that God will get the glory out of every tie and relationship in your life in Jesus name. Amen. And that the Lord will quicken you, that you'll get over your emotions and your family members in the name of Jesus. Anything that's keeping you away from you walking in the will of God is not a relationship you need in your life. And if you are not strong enough to combat the relationship, then guess what you got to do? You got to let the relationship go. Just, just dropped all the scriptures for you. You got to let that relationship go. You got to be big enough and say, you know what? I'm going to let this relationship go. I'm going to let this relationship. I don't care how bad I longed for this relationship. I don't care how long I say this all the time. Longevity does not equal legitimacy. Longevity does not equal legitimacy. Legitimacy. One of my friends posted that. I thought she was tripping, but she is right. Longevity does not make it legitimate in this season in your life. Ask the Lord, give me the strength to let go of these wrong relationships so that I can begin to have relationships that will change the world. That will change the world. That will change. And then let them go when he starts tapping you. When you start feeling uncomfortable, when those relationships are trying to end, when the distance comes between you and that person, go on and let that go. Go on and say, you know what? I'm going to go on and let that go. I'm going to go on and let that relationship go. Stop trying to hold on to it. Stop thinking it's the devil. Pray and seek God's word about it. And then for those of you who have had hard times being in relationships with other women, or you're always finding yourself in the circumstances, ask God to open your eyes and see where you're the problem. And then ask God to give you the strength to be connected to strong people and deal with your insecurities. Because if you're insecure, 
You will stay away from strong relationships because it's easier to be in relationships in which you feel comfortable. And that's not the kind of relationships that God wants you to be in. He wants you pray for God's maturity so that you can enter into strong and healthy relationships. I love y'all, but more so God loves you. God loves you more than you know. This was a word today. Lord, we thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, I hope I taught it according to your will and not my own. I thank you that the spirit of depression is broken now, right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father God, you, we will see the fruit of this word activated in our lives in Jesus name. Now, if there's anybody that has not accepted Jesus Christ and Lord and Savior, guess what I want to do? I want to introduce you to my Jesus. It is my Jesus that has changed my life. I want to introduce you to my Jesus. It's so easy. I promise it is right. Oh, let me tell you this. The other thing about answered prayer is that's what gives signs to unbelievers that prayers are being answered. So why wouldn't we want unity? So people who don't believe can see the power of God in our life. They love to see, see strife in our life, right? They love to see strife in our life. So I just, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, let us do this Bible study tonight. Don't let make the devil out of a liar. I will be at Bible study tonight. I will be there either on campus or online. I'm going to be at Bible study tonight. Ladies, make that commitment. I'm not going to let no devil. Let's blow up Facebook. Let's blow up the spot tonight. I will not let the enemy keep me from Bible study tonight. I'm not going to make excuses. I'm not going to let my schedule get in the way. I'll be at Bible study tonight. I think God is going to do something. No, I know God. Thank you, Lord. is going to do something significant for us. Don't make excuses or why you can't be in the place. Get there if you can be in the place. We're going to pray the word of God in that place tonight. I promise you are. We're going to pray with some power tonight because we're going to pray the word of God. And I believe shackles are going to be broken. I believe chains are going to be destroyed. I believe mountains are going to be kicked over tonight. Why? Because we're praying the word of God. Tamika Bible study. We start prayer this time tonight. I'm, I'm actually going to open prayer online. We're going to have prayer online. You may not see me, but prayer will open online. Uh, it starts at, we open the doors at uh, 5 30 on campus. So if you want to come get coffee, hang out and socialize six o'clock prayer stops starts. When I start prayer, we ain't no fraternizing. We walking into the spirit, we walking into the door. And then at six 30 Bible study starts, we're going to be talking about the bride. If you needed your self-esteem built tonight, baby, I'm going to build you up tonight. If you needed to feel the love of God tonight, the Holy Spirit has given me permission to build you up in the word of God tonight so that you can walk in the fullness of who you are. I love y'all. I got to go. I got to go get these kids ready for school. I love you so much. But more than anything, God loves you. God is thinking of you. He is mindful of you. And he proved that to you today. Now do me a favor. Go be loved today. Get connected to the ministry. LakeishaMJohnson.com. I'll see you in the morning at 5 a.m. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.